Hello everybody, I am Tam, or in other words, the accidental monster from Medium. And hi, I'm Eternally Mortal. And this is our vulnerability podcast that doesn't yet have a name. And we've kind of decided that this might be a crappy version today because we really committed to just doing it once a week, but got excited and we're like, here's the second time during the week that we could do it. So let's try to do it. And it might not turn out well. So there you go. Here we are. Also probably amazing sound quality. I hope you're enjoying. Yeah. You know, things. Yep, and we're going to talk about something that is, if I understand correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, we're going to talk about something that uh, may not matter to you at all anyway, so um, it's going to be great, um, because we're going to talk about ourselves and get to know each other ourselves better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. And, and 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 you know, there there might be the, because you, you, before we started recording, uh, Mortal had said something about, you know, us just not putting this out there and just, you know, skipping over it like it never happened. I just, I, I know that you haven't really had a whole lot of experience with putting things out there and then nobody caring and then putting them out there and you just being like, oh, this is like the worst stuff ever and this is so terrible. And I, I know you have a little bit of experience with that with your Medium articles. Uh-huh. But I did that YouTube channel for like months, I have like over a hundred, maybe it's like almost 200, I don't remember, a lot of videos that went up that nobody cared about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And every single one of them, I was like, this is stupid. Nobody's going to watch this. And nobody did. And I, Yet. There were people that actually watched it, but it never got popular. It never really got the views. And I don't know that that's because of the content. It was probably because it was during the, the algorithm craziness, but. The point is, I really got used to, during that phase, just not caring if it didn't seem the best. Right. Because it was more about being able to do the thing. Yes. And putting it out there. Absolutely. Than it was about it being perfect. And since this is a vulnerability podcast, and we've agreed last one, in our first, very first one, that um, we're not even going to edit these episodes because we want them to be so vulnerable and so raw that like it's not it's not curated for Mm. the re uh not reader listeners experience Mm -hmm. that's you dear listener we talked about you on air sorry being silly don't worry about it anyway um so i i feel like you know whatever comes out of this even if it's a crapshoot it's it's it still falls in line with the point of the podcast yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it's gonna be fantastic also i just got done with therapy so i'm a little i'm a little bit of a soft boy and it's gonna be even better hopefully and my sinuses are going crazy from being outside because it's spring but there's like all these leaves with all the mold and blah so it'll be great Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely okay so i I thought before we really got started on anything we would talk about the two Name possibilities, both of them by you good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, and one of them, I really, really like this one, is the hidden egg. Uh-huh. And it, it kind of gives it that, that whole, like, an egg is, you know, soft and squishy and you don't want to break it. So, mm. you know, vulnerable. 
but it's also like a like an easter egg kind of thing it gives that that thing of like you don't know what you're going to find you don't know what'll what'll open up from this little hatch yeah what face hugger of our emotions is going <clears throat> to hatch from this hidden egg right 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 mm-hmm. their other one was show your ass which <laughs> i don't even know if that's like a popular phrase or ever was like it's just something that popped into my colloquial uh understanding as just being able to you know be silly about your own mistakes um and so i'm a little embarrassed about that one i don't know it feels feels bad a little bit (laughs) there's a whole like culture of people online like you could almost say from my perspective twitter is basically just this although i don't twitter so maybe i don't count but uh it's just making sure you do not show your ass like that's all twitter is it's just constantly trying to make sure you're covering your ass because that's the main main one that people know about is cover your ass, right? Well, why don't we show our ass a little bit more often? Because we all got one. It's okay. It's just two cheeks in a hole. They never hurt nobody. So those are our two options. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the hidden egg. I like stuff that's a little deeper. I I, I like that too, and I feel a little bad because show your ass is a good name it's a good name. podcast title i just don't know poppy. it is poppy i don't know i don't know i think maybe maybe we'll we'll stick with the hidden egg first off and then we will revise it later on if people are like oh the name uh. yeah sure sure absolutely um and you know it doesn't even have to be named ever <laughs> no i can't People like names. Yeah, I guess so. Also, branding is fun because you can like make little fun designs. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> so um, we also had a uh, a comment by It's Always Right Now, which I love his stuff. I don't know if you read his stuff, but mm. I really like his stuff. Um, and he was suggesting that we do. Uh, well, there, he suggested kind of that we that I read the cafe stories and have a podcast for that so i might i might make my own podcast aside from this for that but there was also a sort of suggestion that i picked up from it maybe it wasn't his intention but i gathered it gathered from it that like maybe there's something to be said of kind of calling out different articles that we've read of other people's on the podcast um, I don't know what to do with that right now, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there because I thought that it was a, a neat idea that um, um, we might be able to incorporate. So my, uh, my, my, my time hasn't really been going in the direction of, you know, perusing medium in that regard. But if you want to bring articles that you feel like have to do with vulnerability and like showcase them and then we can talk about them, mm-hmm. you can tell me about them. Maybe we can even read it or I can read it on air i don't know about that yeah that, seems that seemed a little but like i might read it not out loud on air but just like read it while you kind of like tell me some stuff like real quick and then we can talk about it i don't know it's a possibility though well i was thinking extrapolating from what i do with the cafe article like maybe the people that comment on the podcast stuff if they're on like if they're commenting on the medium article with the podcast stuff 
then I can look in, into their recently created stuff and then mention whatever my favorite one is of, of what they've currently written. Well, you can do shout-outs like that. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, maybe making a section in the very beginning to shout out to them and, and call out their most recent article. And then with the podcast, you know, um, on Medium, putting those articles, those links in to my article. Mm-hmm. Nothing really for you to do with it, just, you know. Uh, hey, if you want to leave a comment but don't want to be shouted out, you're welcome to, in the comments, say, please don't shout me out. And that's totally fine. Just yes. So you know. I don't think there's going to be as many of those, but it's always good to address freedoms. I like to all make, of them. I like to make people make people aware of their own freedoms, if possible. Um, and then there was some discussion of us talking about frequency and expectations. Oh, was there? Yeah, because <clears throat> because um, when we were talking about doing this session specifically, we wanted to. Well, you had mentioned that there was a possibility that people might start expecting it twice a week. Okay. And we only really want to commit to once a week, and then the second time is one of those, like, oh, we're just too excited to wait the full week. Or we have something to talk about. Sure. Or we have something to talk about, which is kind of also excitement a little bit. But we'll always kind of have the drive to talk to each other, I think. So I think it's possible that this could be all the time. But um, I, I think that uh, from a listener's perspective, um, expecting more than once every Thursday is... Um, probably going to lead you towards feeling let down every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, it's possible that we'll have more than one every Thursday. And I can honestly see, especially if we keep the, the duration, you know, to an hour or less, I can honestly see like us doing once a week podcasts for a good period of time. Because I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think that we're both in a place that like if no one pays attention and no one gives a shit, then we'll just keep doing it. And doesn't really bother us. Yeah. It's just another piece of piece of media out there that people might find and be interested in later. So you know, that's what's exciting to me. And these are the fun garage days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like could be about anything, and they could be crappy, but still entertaining somehow. I mean, that's not up to us. Okay, so the main main stuff. I I wrote down four questions, and there were so many. There were so many, so many different websites that had so many questions. Mm-hmm. It was unreal. I didn't want to go with the, the, the normal one of that, you know, that one question thing that the New York Times, I think, came out with of like, these are the questions, the like 21 questions that you should ask on a date to develop intimacy. I didn't want to do those because those have been overplayed. Well, yeah, there's all kinds. Of, Colbert has his own questionnaire, Stephen Colbert. So yeah, like it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So what? But what did you come up with then? What was your idea behind these four questions you came up with? I I just kind of looked through the questions. Um, and picked your favorites. And picked yeah, picked the ones that seemed like they'd be fun for us to answer. Interesting. Uh, just to I don't know if we said anything uh, during this. Um, a little bit so far but like you know the kind of the purpose here is just to kind of let you get to know who we are a little bit better uh, associate some um, uh, attributes with our voices to gain a little bit more sense of familiarity there's 
plenty of podcasts that I've tried to get into and like I can't differentiate the people <laughs> after like it takes me a long time sometimes to really get down to the point where I, I feel like I know the people that are giving the podcast and so you know hopefully this will be an easy episode to find so that you can get to know us better if you want the great part about our podcast is that we sound very different <laughs> I guess that's true yeah well I mean it's not yeah I know but. yeah <laughs> but I'm, I'm also kind of hoping that like as we're answering these questions that the, the listeners are kind of thinking about what their response is too and if they wanted to comment like a different perspective than we provided that would be kind of awesome too sure absolutely yeah mm-hmm. anyway um so the first one who do you blame when things go wrong do you want me to answer that one or do you want to answer that one first because i know we're very different I mean, my answer is really easy and obvious and immediate. So, uh, what was the question exactly? Who do you blame? Who do you blame when, when things, things go, go wrong? wrong? It's always my fault. It's a thousand percent my fault. If I wasn't around, it's still my fault. If I hadn't been born yet, or I'm long, long dead, it's probably still my fault. Why? <laughs> I know it to be true, and I knew it to be true when I wrote down the question. Yeah. Did you think that I would say something different? No, I just was wondering what you would say in 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 the course of the podcast because I know you and I know that that's the reaction that you'd have. I, but I, explaining I, why is a big deal. It's kind of a difficult thing to really explain because, like, when it comes to anybody else that I look at, I can always see why it's totally fine that anything happened I don't need to blame somebody for mistakes or bad shit happening because like there's circumstances that made it to where it was and mistakes or whatever you know you did something that didn't go the way you thought that's fine you did something to be malicious in a moment because you were angry that's still fine I don't really care about that either depending on the severity of course depending on the severity of the action um but but me? No, uh-uh, no. I, I have to, I have to live to a higher standard. Like I have to make sure that I never once fuck up in any way. I have to make sure that if it's possible that I could potentially see something that might somehow benefit a situation in such a way that a conflict didn't happen, and I didn't immediately see it and take that option, knowing it to be the right way to go, then obviously I've failed. All of the people involved dearly uh i know that it doesn't make sense it's not a recommendation dear listener please don't do this to yourself it's not a great idea but this is what my brain does this is what my brain has done for a long time now um and i didn't tell a lot of people about it for a very long time and now you're telling everybody about it (laughs) well kind of (laughs) you know no one's listening yet except for you know except for a couple of very kind souls that we're aware of so, like, conversely, and I think I probably represent the majority of people. Maybe not. Maybe not, but I feel like the people I've con- like I've talked to about this sort of thing and watched seem to have a very similar response to mine. And mine is, I blame whoever seemed to have more control than I did in that moment. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they did have control or that they were actually responsible for what happened, but my brain will, like automatically if something happens and I wasn't involved in the the thing happening but somebody else seemed to like catalyze it happening Mm. 
even if it was a mistake, even if it wasn't their intention, even if they had no way of knowing that this thing was going to happen, boom, immediately, their fault. And I have to work through that to be like, wait, how could it possibly be? Like, come on, I don't need to hold everybody to being perfect just because it affects me. But, like, that is what happens where, like, Uh I get that fight-or-flight response and my brain is automatically like, who is responsible? Who do I blame? Who do I lash out at? Because I don't like being affected in ways that I can't control. Which is a totally normal and human response that's your brain protecting you from feeling like you have, from feeling shame or guilt in something that maybe may or may not be your fault. So, like, that's that's a very protective process of the brain. Sure, I don't recommend it either. (laughs) I don't think it's any better than yours. It can lead to conflict. In the whole, because, yeah, it's really bad for personal relationships. Yeah. As soon as you've decided that that's the way you're going to think about things, which I try not to, but my brain does it automatically. So I have to fight against it every single time. So as soon as I've, like, forgotten to fight against it in a weak moment, I've automatically just, like, harmed my relationship with that person. Mm. And, and I've harmed my relationship with myself because I'm not taking responsibility for my part or just finding a, a, a place of peace and calmness to just forgive what is and just be in the moment and accept things as they are. Like, all of those things are just ruined in those weak moments and I have to rebuild every single time. After you forgive yourself. Yeah. Because you take some time for that. Yeah. Yeah. You take some time for that. Because, like, you you had a bunch of years after, you know, you started uh, coming into contact with a lot more self-awareness where you would fly off the handle to an extent and then come to me later and be like, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was horribly abusive. I got to... We're all record, the time. We're recording this. I gotta probably work on not necessarily like bringing up our entire past. I mean, um, no, I get it, but it's it's fine. I I accept that I was an abusive person. I was abusive to you. I was abusive to everybody, because that was what I knew. Because that was what had been done to me, and what my family life was like. We just kind of adapted to a certain level of emotional abuse and manipulation being okay. And that was the way you lived. And so, like, it's hardwired. I don't want to say hardwired, like, necessarily, because, like, I'm sure there's a way I can change it, and I'm trying, but it's going to take a lot of work, and maybe I haven't come across the right process to really make it solidify. But, like, right now, it is still very hardwired in my brain to do the responses that I was taught when I was young Mm -hmm. from that environment. And... You watched me go through a lot of that struggle trying to go from being almost constantly emotionally abusive without intending to be. Of course. To being somebody that is self-aware enough to see where I am abusive and trying, I'd like to say, more than half the time to fight against that. No, you're doing way better than more than half the time. You're... Your your self awareness is is, re, is is enormously high, and you do the best you can. Certainly, there are moments that you're not perfect, but like you're you're getting better and better every year, and it's very easy to see. In case it matters. Anyway, um, I think the healthy place, if if this exists, I sh- I, sh- I feel like it should mm. somewhere, but I haven't really seen it, except for in except for in maybe maybe the one person 
the the the, the kung fu person. Mm. I don't know what we'll call him. That's fine. I don't want to call anybody out. The kung fu person fits. Um, the the healthy way seems, from my perspective, to be um, a place where you can just accept things as they are, where you don't have to give out blame at all. It doesn't have to be my fault, and it doesn't have to be your fault. It doesn't have to be anybody's fault. It can just be what is. Yeah. And then from there, you can just accept the consequences of what is and deal with your your personal emotions about those things. And once you've gotten through that point, then you can look at, well, was there a responsible party or was this, you know, just one of those things that happens? Because sometimes, actually, more often than we like to admit, it's just a thing that happens. Yeah. And nobody could have prevented it. Sure, absolutely. And there's a lot of those <laughs> that happen like that. It's just a lot nicer for people to have someone else to blame. It's just a, a feeling that you get that, like, that, uh, uh, what is that word when you're like, righteous? You get that righteous feeling, like, this person has wronged me. And, like, you know, I understand the... I'm going to call it Buddhism, but I don't look into Buddhism enough to really verify whether that's a thing. Excuse me, a sneeze is coming. That was a lie. Damn it. <laughs> that sucks. As soon as you acknowledge them, sneezes oh. just go away. No, I got that nose tingle. Okay, so, um, so that, um, so I understand the, the Buddhist, like, we have to, you know, look at what has happened, and if we are having a reaction that is emotional, we look at ourselves and, you know, treat ourselves the way it is necessary. I read a book once that had this whole, like, you know, if you lose something massive to you, give yourself the moment to cry and scream and fight and throw your tantrum, but, you know, let it all out, and then be able to have the energy, to, the, the calmness to be able to move forward, and I understand that. It's but so not everyone... Hard. Not everyone knows about that shit. Like, well, even if you do, it's you still really difficult to do. But that's not that's not my point. But yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I fully agree with your sentiment there. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that there's other people around. And some of those people are absolutely going to do that other thing that we talked about where they have to find someone to blame. And so my... What, well, my mind, what my mind does is, is naturally go into like a damage control mode trying to gauge how everyone's reacting and see who who needs someone to take the blame if it's if it's there and sometimes because I'm only human I just see it <laughs> where it's not there because <laughs> I'm wrong <coughs> and I'm anxious and paranoid sometimes so yeah it's uh that's that's kind of the direction that not 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 again not arguing for it it was just like further explaining my my, yeah. <laughs> my experience <laughs> like i gotta find who's the most hurt by this and help them by saying i did it now hate me <laughs> and purge yourself of this horrible tragedy so that you may move on and be happy here you know i spent i'm sorry we're going on a tangent. no it's fine i was spent a while realizing that the song Hate Me by Blue October, which you gave me crap about for really liking like 15 years ago, because it really lowers your self-image, just constantly be screaming hate me today and hate me tomorrow, yeah. hate me so you can finally see what's good for you. Like, it's a pretty like self-bashing song and like, 
it's it the the experience of that song is deep if you go watch some recent performances by that singer that song has shaped him in a way and i don't think it's as negative as it should seem like it is i think it's actually shaped him positively i think it, it i mean the way i look at that now just hearing the lyrics that you you said and kind of playing it a little bit in my head from memory it, it sounds like love like, it, it, it is sounds like somebody saying it's okay that you need somebody to hate. Go ahead, hate me. I can take it right. because I know that that's what you need to move on. Yes. And I want what's best for you. I want you to be happy. And if hating me is what you need to be happy, do it. Right. And the reason why I adore the song is because seeing the song, the way that it's portrayed in the, in the music video for the song and everything, actually gives, it gives me the hint. It lets me know that my perspective that having hatred toward me will make you better is flawed because it has my own my own lens over it the the mortal the maternally mortal lens showing my perspective and there could be things that have nothing to do with me that would benefit the, the you in the situation so much more and so like determining that you know putting me down is the only way to rise you up is just almost as abusive as many other things. It's still, in a way, determining somebody else's autonomy. But my God, does singing that song not feel good? It feels amazing to sing that song. I cry almost every goddamn time. I well, really of course it, it makes you feel good because it justifies you blaming yourself for everything. Yeah. yeah. And we've come full circle. Are you ready to move on to the next question? Sure, sure, let's go. <laughs> Do you ever feel like an imposter? Why don't you go first this time? I would, I, I mean, I would, I would answer that question with a question. Are there people that don't? <laughs> and, and if so, shouldn't they? I mean, of course I feel like an imposter all the time. I feel like I shouldn't be doing anything. But then I also feel like I should be doing everything. And like it's it's very confusing in my head. There's no way for me to win in my own mind. Yeah, I can understand that. Do you mind if I go on for a no, minute? No, go ahead. So uh, there's been um, a conversation about this that happened in a Twitch stream I frequent recently that was interesting to me because you know it was it, 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 I think it's really spot on. I think that our generation, maybe the Gen Xers, and definitely afterwards, like this whole. Um, promoting oneself being arrogant is not isolated to me I think there's a lot of people that have this idea that if you um, if you talk highly of yourself then you're an arrogant piece of shit you're, un you're unaware of everything going on around you, you, you you're dumb basically well, what, what were you um, I, I kind of lost my own thread for a second there the imposter right the imposter yeah. yeah the imposter syndrome I was talking about the yeah, you have to feel like you're an imposter in the places that you frequent because you can't feel um, arrogant because then everyone, everyone Yeah, you're not allowed. You. You're not allowed to feel confident enough to not feel like an imposter. I don't think that that's the entirety of it, but I think that that's a good portion of it, actually, is that, you know, this whole, our whole generation, for some reason, it was impressed upon us that if we think we're awesome, we're just going to get shit on constantly. Yep. And so we had to all feel like we're a piece of shit. And so, and it's fucking everywhere. Like, the people that I look at online that are younger than me, down to like almost 20 years younger than me, 
every single one of them, no matter how popular or amazing or talented or kind they are, think they're a piece of shit. Like, and they'll say that in those moments. Like, they're playing a game and they fuck something up and it just pops out of their mouth. I'm a piece of shit. And it's like, that's not staged. That's not part of the persona no, that they're playing. That's that's their own actual reaction to a tiny little mistake that they made in like a video game. And that means that everybody feels that way. It actually does. But I think that there are... Oh, sorry. You can go ahead. And go. <laughs> I've been talking for a while. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I, I, I enjoy listening to you talk. I'm just like... Is he ever going to take a pause so I can say something? Yeah, I can kind of do it. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a it's a big thing, and the yeah, yeah. the conspiracy theorist inside of me is like this shit is taught to us for a reason, mm-hmm. because the people that are confident are the ones that get the stuff. Have you noticed that the people that are too dumb to feel like an imposter, they're too dumb to realize that they're dumb. Oh, okay. So they're confident. Yeah, yeah. They have confidence because they're dumb. They go out there and they do the thing and they get the reward. Chads. These are chads. And We're then, talking about chads. Well, I mean, it's chads, I guess, is a gender neutral thing now. Because I'm talking about everybody, not just men. Yeah. I, I made it gender neutral when I said this. Okay. Term. Well, that's fair. Well, I, I mean, and I really feel like somewhere along the line, this had to have been something done on purpose to put more intelligent and more emotionally intelligent people down so that we can't get into those same arenas because we have to fight against that that perspective because we're too smart to not be immune to it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean i think that the dumb rich people of the world would love to take responsibility for that but i can't give it to them i'm sorry i just don't think that they're smart enough to have actually been able to engineer okay maybe 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 henry ford was because like you know that kind of thing could have started way back in the i'm not saying that it was created by a dumb rich person i think that it was created by smart rich people that's fine i wasn't trying to challenge that were like we're smart enough to know that this mentality needs to be taught in public schools, but not taught in private schools, so that we preserve the sanctum, sanctum, sanctity, I had to figure out the word, of, of progress. So, because if, if we have the poor people that are going to public schools believing that saying, you know, promoting yourself is arrogance, and that that's bad, that's frowned upon, and they won't get anywhere in life, well, all they have are connections. They don't have the riches to to hang on to as as motivation, and you know, so they actually care what other people think. Whereas mm-hmm. you teach in private schools that you shouldn't care what other people think. You turn them all into sociopaths, basically, so that they don't have that empathy that worries. Oh no, what if so and so doesn't like me because I said slash did slash am this. And then they no longer have any susceptibility to that that fear of being too arrogant. And they're just like, yeah, I don't care. Fuck them all. I'm the, I'm the best. Yeah. I don't know the, the, where, you're, where, the, where the, it's coming from is necessarily the schools. Cause I, I know no, it might I'm, not be, but I, I, know I feel like to, it is. I, wouldn't, I know the people that went to private school that still feel that same way. <laughs> but uh, 
but at the same time, I do think that there has been. I mean, because there's there's common ideas about the, the the people wanting a, you know, a passive workforce, right? And that's part of. I've heard, not that I've, I subscribe to it necessarily. I kind of just think anything could be real, but um, I've heard that maybe uh, TV was part of an idea to keep people kind of pacified so that they didn't realize they were being fucked over because like we've been fucked over it, the further back in the history you go the more and more the lower class has been fucked over <laughs> i don't know about more but the more overt like now i think they're just getting more like tricksy with it they're trying i think that it's still there it's not gonna last forever though i mean nobody's gonna believe me on this but eventually it's just not it's just gonna collapse and actually there's gonna be decent people in the world for that are deciding what's going on well, my whole point in bringing that up is that, like, when I when I look at, like, when I feel like I'm being an imposter or, or when I'm given a compliment or, um, <clears throat> which was actually, that was actually another thing um, that, that, that you could mention that kind of ties into this of, like, being able to receive compliments. Like, I, I feel like when I'm fighting against all of that, it is sort of me against the world because the world somehow has this idea of arrogance means bad mm. and that no matter what I do being a woman especially like that has so many more connotations to like if I get a little too aggressive then I'm being a bitch so I have to like really like tamp down all of that stuff and be like no world you're wrong you're wrong and I'm gonna do me and like Ugh, it's like this 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 epic battle mm -hmm. <laughs> against society in those moments. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. But not against specific people. There's never been an, a specific person that has actually like put me down in those ways. Not since childhood, anyway. Yeah, well, kids are assholes. <laughs> yeah, kids are assholes. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Um, yeah. It's interesting because, like, my experience with imposter syndrome, I work at a corporation, so, like, my experience with imposter syndrome is that I walk into a place as a person that still feels like a teenager and, like, someone's going to come around and be like, hey, son, you're not allowed to be here. Like, and I'm over 40. <laughs> um, and I've been at this company for a good decade in various capacities. And uh, I also walk around and feel like if anybody asks me anything about what's going on, I, I have a pretty good idea of at least what to answer or who to direct them to. So, like, I have a confidence there. I don't really get a whole lot of other places just because of the familiarity of the situation. I've, I know those people and I know how to navigate those situations pretty well. But I still feel like an imposter all the time. It's been just recently, past couple of years that I feel like I deserve more money than I'm getting. And like, I think a lot of people would hear that and be like, wait, doesn't everybody feel like they deserve more money than they're getting current? <laughs> doesn't everybody currently, everybody that's actively and, ex and expressly and consensually in, in interacting with capitalism, don't they all feel like they deserve more money than they're getting? No, I didn't. I didn't until a couple years ago. I really didn't. It wasn't about 
deserving for that. I was just like, you're willing to give me this money for me to spend this amount of time doing this thing for you? Sure, absolutely. I need to pay bills so that I can keep my family alive. Thanks, I appreciate that. It's been my idea for jobs for a long time now. Sorry, I'm on a tangent. I don't know why you apologize. Your tangents are awesome. Because sometimes I look over at you after and I'm like, I've spoken for a long time. <laughs> You're never this quiet for this long, actually, when we normally when we talk. Well, I mean, that's it. that's true. But when with the things recording, I'm like, you know, listening to this, I'm now listening to you as a listener while we're recording it. So, mm, mm. but then I get the I get the privilege of actually being able to respond whenever you peter out or pause or whatever. Mm, mm. So. Have we explored the uh, yeah, question yeah, fully? You want to move on to the next question? Um, I had four questions, but one of them is a bonus. So we don't have to do the last one, but I figured we'd do at least the three. Okay. Well, because I'm going to want to know what the fourth question is, and I want to be a dick to the listener. I want you to tell me what the bonus question is, but we're not going to answer it. And then we'll go into the third one to hopefully soften the blow. That's a weird way of doing things, but sure, whatever. Uh, you can drive the boat. The The bonus question was, how often do you try to control things? Interesting. We're totally not going to answer that because we're going to answer this other question, which is... Which is, are you afraid of people knowing who you really are? Oh, what an interesting question. That's hopefully interesting enough that you'll forget about the other one. <laughs> Am I worried that people are going to figure out who I really am? Say that again. Are you afraid of people knowing who you really are? Do you want me to go first, or do you have a simple answer for this? Ugh. I don't think anybody has a simple answer for this. I, I, I have this weird dichotomy inside of me where... Excuse me. I want people to know who I really am, but I'm afraid that if they know who I really am, they will hate me and reject me with every fiber of their being. But like on the other hand, that that desire for them to know who I really am is more of a need than it is a, a you know flighty want. Right. I think that there's a. I think that there's an actual pull within every human to be fully understood by another. I think that there's a fear of it, that someone's going to take advantage of it. But I think that, you know, trusting, like, there's a, di there's a desire to trust someone enough to have that happen. But it's not even really possible. Yeah, but for most people, it's okay if, like, a handful of people know who they really are. Or really just one or two. I want everybody to know who I really am. Me too. Because when I interact with them, I don't want there to be any illusions or misunderstandings or mis, you know, I want them to understand fully and completely the things that I'm saying and presenting to them as me. Uh -huh. And well, first and foremost, there's no way to ever 100% know another person. You can't even 100% know yourself because we're all constantly changing. And we can know most of ourselves, but like five minutes later, something's going to happen that triggers a, an emotion that we didn't realize that we were going to have. And now suddenly you're on a self-exploration journey again, trying to figure out that, that you know, 5% that changed while you weren't looking. 
Right. Or that was discovered that you never knew existed before. Um, yeah. And we can take that to the nth degree and make it to where, like, no one ever knows anybody, even ourselves. So, like, the question is nonsensical. But, um, but I really think that there's a huge desire to be known and accepted. Right. Like, not known and rejected, known and accepted, yeah. of course. Um, but when I heard the question, my my mind immediately went to to really know me. You'd have to like live inside my mind for a short period of time <laughs> right. to really experience what it's like for me to go from point A to point B. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I know we talked about it before. I don't think it was on the previous episode. I hope it wasn't on the previous episode of the podcast. I'd hate to double up content for y'all, but. Um, at least this quickly. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, there was a, another, uh, there was a D&D, pot, or D&D stream that I watched where uh, the idea of someone popping into someone else's mind caused the person whose mind was being invaded to apologize because the other person was subjected to the chaos that exists there. Wasn't that in the Void Wizard story? I don't know. Was it? Yeah, that part of, I think, part of chapter three or four. Oh, did we put that in there? It was chapter three. Yeah, the one that we just, the one that I just wrote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is, should I not be? No, I, I mean, it's fine. It's out on Patreon, but it's not on Medium yet, because I, I give, like, yeah, a yeah, month I understand. Okay, between cool. the two. But anyway, yeah, it's just an interesting idea, because, it like, is. you know, um, I, I would, I would adore if every person would consensually, of course, have the opportunity to step inside my mind to see what it's like. Oh, that would be amazing. And if they rejected me for it, I wouldn't even really have a problem with that. I would I would trust that reaction so hard. Like, it would be one of those things that they're like, oh my god, that's what your mind is like? No, uh-uh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Please leave me alone. And I'll be like, I totally understand. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful life. I hope you find smiles. You know? Because, like, it doesn't bother me. They don't jive. They don't vibe. Maybe no one vibes with my mind. Wouldn't that be wild? Or maybe nobody vibes with any mind. I know I'm making a lot of noise. You're just, you're audibly stimming. You're using a, a less uh, loud thing earlier. It's fine. I just wanted to call your attention to it. Thanks. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> um, I fiddle with shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I would love to have. I would apologize to every single one of them, everybody that popped into my mind, because I, I am genuinely convinced that it's worse up in my mind than it is in other other people's minds, which is incorrect. Everybody's mind is pretty. I think you'd go insane and, if you went inside my head. I really do. I think that it's very difficult to traverse my mind, and I've done the best I can without going crazy. But like, there are some times where it's kind of like, mm, was I really not crazy, or did I just barely skirt the line there? Um, and I, I think, you know, I think you, you kind of touched on like the one fundamental difference between, <coughs> between my view of, of people knowing me and your view of people knowing you is that if you were rejected for people knowing who you were, you would be okay with that because then they're rejecting you because of you. Mm-hmm. Whereas I am on the other camp where if they're rejecting me because of something that isn't me, I'm like, all right, fine, because that's not even me. They're just mistaken, and they don't know any better. 
I guess because somewhere underneath that, there's this thought in my head of like, well, maybe one day they'll want to know the truth. Mm. Maybe one day they'll find out that they were mistaken, and then we can resolve that misunderstanding. Mm. But if they reject me for me, then I almost take that as a character hit. Because that just means that I am rejectable. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't... Hopefully this isn't... So, you were... Consent is so important <laughs> that everyone is rejectable. I know logically that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. And I know that if, if you get rejected for you being you which I don't think is possible, but <laughs> if you were, then that says something about that person, not you, right? And I can see that. I can see that logically. But as soon as I apply it to myself, it's not that that's not true. It's just that it's also true that it's about me also. Mm. Well, it's got to be like a sticking point of uh, self-judgment, I would assume. I It's got to be some, some kind of trauma thing that I picked yeah. up on in, like, early childhood or something. Because, like, it, having anything like that, that that's, that's that general, you know, that doesn't take who the other person is into account, you know what I mean? Mm. Then that's definitely, that's definitely a trauma sticking point that's got to be worked out with. So, uh, sorry about that. That sucks. But I mean, it all, is what it is, got, man. We all got stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I totally get it, but um, but yeah, I think that a lot of people do actually feel that way. You know that like if anybody, even if somebody that you fucking hated, rejected you, you'd be hurt by it. Yeah. That you'd you'd feel bad. You'd be like, why? What what about me was so terrible that this person decided to reject me? And it's like, it may not be nothing. Well, I don't know about you, but in my mind, it might manifest as man. If they liked me, then I could reject them because I hate them so much <laughs> now. Because they don't like me. They've already rejected me. So I don't have, I don't get to reject them. Ugh. <laughs> Which that's not, like, that's a, that's a defense mechanism. It's a, it's a little Disguised bit, yeah. as arrogance. Well, it's also, yeah, it's just protecting you yeah. again. Trying yeah. to put you above those that can hurt you. Yeah. And I understand. Makes sense. It's not the greatest for social interactions, but I understand completely. I don't um, recommend it. Yeah. But it happens anyway. I think that I think that people feel rejected by me all the time and I don't I don't even know about it. I think people feel challenged by you. I think that your your standards for yourself people take that as what your standards are for them. Even when Sweet. you say that it's not, it doesn't matter. They like they take it upon themselves to live up to your standards for yourself, and when they don't, they feel bad for it. Because, like, well, Steve holds that standard for himself. Why can't yeah. I do this? But I never achieve it. <laughs> never once have I ever achieved It's just any the fact that you are standards. the example. Sure. <laughs> uh, what was. Oh, we were afraid of people getting to know us. Um, Right, of people knowing us completely. Um, I think what we probably... I'm all uncomfortable because you talked about me positively. <laughs> so I want to end and go smoke a cigarette. So it's a little bit awkward for an ending, but like, I'm all, I'm all itchy on the inside now because well, you're think, nice to me. I think we can wrap it up by saying that 
this podcast is sort of a way for people to know who we really are. I'd like to think that we'll, over time, also give people ideas of how to be who they really are and, yeah. and be more comfortable with that. Or at least to hear us talking about these things and feel a camaraderie. Like, yeah, it sucks for all of us. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's absolutely. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, good questions, by the way. I think you picked you. some good ones. Thank you. I had to go through, I, I think I, I stopped at like 40 or 50 to get out these four questions. So it was actually kind of challenging because a lot of them were like superficial questions. I'm like, that doesn't look like it'd be fun to answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and hey, uh, listener, in the comments below, make sure you answer that fourth question that we shit all over and didn't answer. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that that probably wraps it up for me. Are you good to go? Yeah. Okay. Well then, uh, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you spending your time here, and I hope you find smiles this day. And until next time, follow each other, follow the dopamine, and follow yourself always.